Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. And this is episode 139, The Stash for Cash. And I think you know what stash we're talking about. Yeah. I would say I would hope so. Tom wait, Selleck. Wait, did, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, did Dax, Dax grow his back and try to beat Pat again? Nope. Psh, nobody can grow a stash uh-huh. like mine. I think Dax proved you wrong last year, if I'm not mistaken. Lies. All right. Well, uh, so the Red Bulls actually had a Friday night game. Uh, of course, that meant since it was a 7 o'clock start on a Friday, that attendance kind of sucked. Um, I should know because I was there. The uh, It was a late-arriving crowd, so eventually it did look a little bit better. But uh, at kickoff time, it was not looking good. I was standing on uh, the, the terrace talking to Dan Feuerstein, and... I, I could have sworn that this game was going to look like it had like 5,000 people there at one point. But thankfully, people showed up. Um, Huzzah! So, there, there actually was a game. Uh, New York Red Bulls took on San Jose Earthquakes and uh, won by the score of 2 to nothing. Goals by uh, Sasha Kleschen. Stash. Aforementioned Stash. Yep, there you go. And oh. uh, Mr. Mike Rella, who I guess we should call the Beard. It's kind of, it's just kind of a crazy t- one, but I should call it the Beard. We should just call him Tebow, because it makes no sense that he has two goals already in this season. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they're not bad goals either. Like one's like a, a chip from thirty yards out, and one is a goal that people even in the Premier League like screw up from time to time. Oh yeah, <laughs> those those aren't easy goals by any stretch of the imagination. And he put them away. It's like he does nothing spectacular, yeah. and then all of a sudden he scores. Yeah. Let's just but, see if we can get, uh, so let's let's get, see if we get Skip Bayless to start talking about Mike Grella. <laughs> Mike Grella is yeah. the best soccer player in America. He should be starting. So let's uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. let, let's get into this one though with our like and dislike. Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this one? Uh, I mean, there really isn't much dislike. I, I think my dislike, and it really is petty, is that they only scored two goals. I mean, they controlled so much of that match. Uh, you kind of almost expected them to keep pouring it on. And, uh, you know, it was even, yeah, and it's not just me, really. It's the team themselves saying it, that they could have done better. Um, and that is nitpicking because we're obviously, the team is flying high right now. Um, but yeah, it, it I don't think it makes you worry per se, um, but you know when you, those opportunities arise, you know you you would like to see them score more girls. But uh, again, it, it's a nitpicky dislike, but it's really the only one I can come away with from this match. Yeah, they definitely had a lot of chances that they could have capitalized on for sure. And as the season goes on, you're gonna boy. I feel like we've already talked about this that you got to capitalize on these chances. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, you know the mojo is building up here with these misses. So it's yeah, it's going to come time. You got to start putting these away. Or you're going to be in big trouble. But that's not my dislike. My dislike. Lousy getting ready to go. First New York with the ball in the box. What a save in the back by David Beckham. What? Getting the right glove on the white bullet. Huh? What? What the hell did he say? What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Unimas Wait, is... Do I need to play that again for effect here? Yeah, could you just play that again? Understand? Yeah, play, play it again. Lowski play, getting ready to go. First New York with the ball in the box. What a save in the back by David Beckham. <laughs> Get 
Where is this guy from? What's the name of the goalkeeper what? What? again? His name is... Hey, oh, ha, 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 ha. You know, I'm surprised that Dax McCarthy didn't have a play on that ball. Yeah, Dax McCarthy. McCarthy. You, you I don't explain the situation, the situation though. So people understand what's going on. Explain what? That that guy is terrible? And that Unimas tried to hire, like, American versions of their announced team, which is just a terrible idea? Is that what you're going to explain yeah, to me, Jay? Yeah, I, I, I watched the replay of, I think it was the Grella goal, and he was, like, a good, like, two seconds behind on the call, and then just goes into, like, my Grella goal! Like, what the fuck? And you're not, you're like, not you just, the, the Spanish team. Don't, don't do it. I, I still can't figure out how to get the English language, uh, uh, telecast. I, I'm, all I got, all I could understand my entire time watching was Jinja Ninja every time uh, Dax McCarty touched the ball. So, you know, at first I was kind of upset because uh, I couldn't, the SAP button wasn't working, you know, when I wanted to watch the one game. It wasn't this game, it was a different one. Um, so I just left it on Spanish, which is fine, it's fun. Now, now I'm kind of regretting that uh, I can listen to it in English because that is <laughs> terrible. Like, they are really. Terrible, um, making the game almost unlistenable. Well, I, I, I guess just from that one clip, I mean, yeah, understanding un, uh, Chinchin Ninja is easier than understanding. <laughs> Jay, play it one more time. Click me again. I want to hear it. getting time. ready to go. First, New York with the ball in the box. What a save in the back by David Beggar. <laughs> getting the right glove on the white bullet. The, the right glove. On the white bullet. <laughs> like, ha- I mean, did he have that written down? Did he have notes taken? He's like, I want to say white bullet tonight. He, like, I I mean, he had one. to, right? Had he to. had to. That was like, that was, if you, I mean, if you watch the replay, if you if you watch the, the clip, he doesn't say that till like a second or two after. But it is so quick in real time that he had to have had it written down. Like, that's not something anybody usually thinks of off the top of their head. Unless no. they practice it, like, plenty of time beforehand. <sighs> hey, boss, I got a good one for tonight. I'm going to call the ball a white bullet <laughs> at some point. It's going to be great. If you if you were at the game, okay, and you did not watch the Thank highlights God. or the game or the condensed version, do yourself a terrible favor. Watch the condensed game and try not to lose your mind. Give it a shot. Should I do it? Should I do it? Do it one more time. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me, Jay. Lowski getting ready to go. First New York with the ball in the box. What a save in the back by David Beggar. Getting the right glove on the white bullet. Right. Right glove. Huh? Oh, boy. Unimas. Epic. Epic fail. Unimas, I could use a job, and I'd probably do a better job. So This is why I yell at you, Unimas. This is why. (laughs) All right, so my dislike, so we can move away from this. It's um, like So listen, I understand the crowd is late arriving, so I will. Look, so I can excuse the people that showed up. Like, all right, so I was sitting in, I was standing in the second row of section one hundred and one. I had like a good like three seats on either side of me that nobody was there, and magically when I show up, every single seat near where I was standing is gone in the second half. Hmm. So. I, I don't know if they were late arriving or just decided to take it in or whatever. I heard some girls standing next to me saying, these are great seats, so I'm guessing they're late arriving. 
But here's my really big dislike about this shit. If you're going to stand in the supporter section, two things. One, follow along with the songs. It's the whole reason for the section to begin with. Two, if you're going to open your mouth and make comments about the game, make sure they're not stupid comments. Because you come off like a fucking asshole. Case in point. Case in point. Um, I don't remember when it was in the second half. Uh, Kleshu was making a run towards the far post. Somebody you know, put a cross in. It was over his head, but not too high up. So he jumped for it, thinking and jumped backwards, thinking he could possibly try for it, and it like skinned the top of his head. And I hear the person next to me say, "Oh, Clash, you should have tried harder." How much harder do you think he's going to try to fucking jump? <laughs> like, do you uh, not understand how physics work? Do you not understand how hard it is to jump backwards and up in the first place? Like, if you, if if you, if you don't want to make the comments, just uh, no. If if you're going to be at the game. And you're going to make comments like that. Please at least know what you're fucking talking about. Shoot the ball! Shoot it! If, if, you, don't, if you don't want to hear stupid comments from other fans, uh, then I suggest not attending a sporting event ever. <laughs> Shoot the ball! Apparently, it's, apparently, I can never attend the Red Bulls game now because fans are idiots. I think you were in trouble when you were in 101 and somebody said, these are good seats. That's when you're in trouble. That's when you know you're yeah. in for a long night. These are nice seats <laughs> yeah. here, y'all. These are re- you know, Lorraine, these are nice seats, I gotta say. That I've never sat nice. here before. These I've never been are, this close to the field before. They are so nice. I mean, look at them players all sweaty running up and down the field. They gotta be hot. Someone should get them water. Oh, they look at sweating. All the people in this section, they were just singing and clapping the whole time. Ain't that nice? That's so nice. Like church on Sundays, they're just singing yeah, along and having sure a good time. Is. I mean, I don't know about the potty mouth, but at least they're having fun and they're smiling. They're, smi- they're just smiling and having a nice, good old time. That boy with the mustache, he's scoring goals, I gotta say. He, he seems is. like a sweet young man. He is. I should introduce him to my daughter. And scene. <laughs> You know, if I didn't know any better, I thought you guys would have actually practiced that before. That was uh, another another episode of Texas Ladies Go to a Soccer Game. <laughs> well, I think last week they went to Amsterdam. Oh, you're right, they did. Well, they travel a lot. Yeah. Well, good for them for traveling, because uh, it's important to see the world. They get around. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about our likes for this one. Um, so, Truman, you go first. What did you like about this match? No goals, no goals, no goals, no goals. Second home game in a row, uh, no goals. Robles making a few just big, big saves. Yet again, the midfield just kind of running amok all over the place. Uh, I love it. I love bagels, baby. I love them. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, kind of, kind of to build on that, I guess my like would be, uh, you know, Matt Miazga for the second, second week of the row has been on Pro Soccer Talks, uh, best 11. Um, you know, I, I forget if I called it on this show, if I called it on Fear Scenes Fire when I guessed it there at the beginning of the season, but I said he would have to step up, uh, for this defense to, uh, you know, do a good job this season. And, uh, he sure has. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna suck when we lose him to, uh, the U20, uh, World Cup, uh, coming this summer. So, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta love the way that kid is playing right now. I mean, he's, uh, grown up a lot since last season. Yeah, I think the uh, the U twenty Concacaf champion um, championship actually kind of helped him out a little bit. Um, the trip to Qatar maybe not so much, but I think that Concacaf championship kind of helped him out in that respect. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and uh, one, one thing like. to add. Uh, just one thing to add on Miazga. Uh, MLSsoccer.com posted something that, like, uh, I mean, I don't remember the exact statistics, but he had a statistical game that has only been matched four other times in MLS history by defenders, like in terms of clearances and ten tackles and passes out of the back and something like that. And uh, the difference between his performance and performances in the other games is that his came in a win and the others came in losses. So that's saying Damn. something. Huzzah. Right. So, so my like, and this will lead into the next thing we talk about, who got it right? I don't know. Who? Two guys got it right this week. Frank Maduri, who writes for What's Metro. Never heard of him. And me. That's right. Two nothing. Exactly right. I don't believe you. I'll have to so play a sound like that, Jay. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear that. Sounds like hooey. It does. What a bunch of hullabaloo. Well, that's okay. You can go back and listen to last week. You do that. <laughs> I will. But on the bright side, Truman, you, along with Anthony Ali, never heard uh, of him. Jason R. Jason RBNY, heard of him. I hope yes. Uh, Lester Townsend. Nope. I, seriously, you haven't heard of him? <laughs> He's only ready for my site for a few months. Come on. <laughs> Nobody um, reads Brian Smasher. What are you talking about? <sighs> <laughs> We're kidding. We're kidding. You're the official podcast. No Alright, well a bunch of pe- a bunch of people got a win right. Got the win part right. Uh it was um Anthony, Jason RBN, Y, uh Les Townsend, Pat, uh Robert uh Salantano, uh, aka Cellsticks, who's mentioned us a bunch of times, both Once Metro and um, Red Bull Ramp before he joined our site, or what, before he joined Once Metro. Uh, Salo Grayson and Steve Toto, and then me playing FIFA got the win right, although I completely destroyed San Jose for nothing. So, mm. uh, prediction standing wise, Truman's still in first with eight points, but I jumped, I, I closed the gap by two, so now I'm in second with seven points. Uh, Robert Kelly, uh, Celentano's in, and the Let's Play FIFA video game are tied for third. <laughs> with there we go. <laughs> go video game. No. Uh, Frank and Lester are in, uh, Frank's in fifth because he got the score exactly right with three points. Lester's in sixth with three. Uh, Pat and Anthony are in seventh. Austin, Steve, the other Jason, Shiloh are in ninth. And everybody else is in thirteenth because they got nothing. Mm, nothing. Nothing. But right now, Truman and I are sort of running away with this at the moment. Oh. So. Although, uh, Philippe still hasn't scored, so I've been wrong every time on that one. Yeah. He should have scored a few times, but. Yes. But, whatever. He, he better score some time. He needs to. <laughs> Alright, um, with that, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we're gonna have something new during the break. It's, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Aaron Bauer, who writes, uh, who covers, uh, New York Red Bulls 2. What's Metro is going to provide us with a rundown during the breaks going forward. So uh, after his little rundown, we'll be back with our guest from LAG Confidential, Sean Steffen. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Hi, this is Aaron Bauer here to provide you with an NYRB2 update for Red Bull Rant. So far, in the inaugural season, the team has five points in five matches. The team started off the season against Rochester with a goalless draw before gaining its first ever win against Toronto FC 2. 
Then a loss to the Wilmington Hammerheads came, ending the good vibes from NYRB2, followed by a trip down to Charleston for the team's first ever away match, where they drew 1-1. After the draw with Charleston away, the Red Bulls came back home and lost to the Richmond Kickers 1-0. The team will then travel to Rochester this Saturday for a rematch against the Rhinos. NYRB2 has exhibited the same pressing style that Jesse Marsh demands from the senior team, and has provided a valuable place for MLS players to get playing time in case they don't feature into the full 18 squad for Red Bull New York. The following week after the away match in Rochester, NYRB2 will head home for its last game at Red Bull Arena against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, after which they will begin play up at Bakerfield in Columbia. This has been your NYRB2 update for Red Bull Rant. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Today, we want to welcome onto the show the managing editor of LAG Confidential, Sean Steffen. Sean, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. We were just discussing how excited we are that you actually cover a team and you do live in that area, correct? I do, I do. Well, I, mean, I live in North Hollywood, which is a, it's quite a drive to Carson, but still, I can still make it to games every Close game. So, yes. Enough. Exactly. Fantastic. It is LA, yeah. so. <laughs> it, 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 it seems that a lot of uh, it seems that a lot of the SP Nation guys we have on here, you know, myself included, don't really live that close to the stadium for the team they cover. So that's why Truman's a little happy to have someone that's like somewhat close to their team. Yeah, I'll actually drive um, to games. <laughs> yeah, wait, I can drive to games too, Truman. It's just a pain in the ass. That's all. Yeah, you can't take the train as as MLS website has been. Has been uh, pumping out in their their L.A. New York uh, articles. They're trying to convince everyone this is a rivalry. <laughs> oh, it's it's still the one percent rivalry, even though most of our one percent players are gone. Yeah, I, I'm sticking to uh, that. One percent derby is that what it's called? That's that right. That's exactly what it is. Because <laughs> let's let's face it, no, no one's going to care about uh, playing the blue team. That just who who cares? <laughs> what team? What what are you talking about? Exactly. The one that your fans are all on the, the waiting list for, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you see how much they're all jumping ship and going over there to watch a baseball <laughs> team? I mean, soccer team play in a baseball stadium? Yeah, it's, it's a mass exodus. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, let's actually talk about the LA Galaxy. It's the reason we brought you on. Why not? What, what the uh, hell? <laughs> let's do it. I mean, it's only, it's, it's only a podcast covering a game, right? We should probably actually talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, LA has kind of been, I wouldn't necessarily call it a slow start. Um, Scuffling. you guys have a record, like middle of the road kind of start. You guys are three, two, and two. So a little bit of everything this year. Uh, seven points earned. What has kind of been the overall, like, factor? Is it just kind of like a slow start for LA or is this, um, and, and I, I hate to bring it up because I know the Red Bulls have the whole Thierry Henry situation, but is this a little bit of, uh, Len Donovan possibly leaving too? Uh, a little bit. I think it's a couple of things. One, Bruce hasn't put out uh, the same roster or uh, for uh, any game. or So every game we've had a different uh, starting lineup, which is kind of incredible this far in. And that's a combination of injuries, um, international call-ups, and partially Bruce just uh, he's he just doesn't really seem to give a shit about the early season. He really doesn't. Um, and he's just, he treats it sort of like preseason. He's rotating players. And um, it seems to work for him. All right, so you talk about Bruce not having a solidified lineup. 
early in the season. When do you think that's going to happen? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it's gonna a lot of it's going to depend uh, on when Robbie Keane gets back. Um, it doesn't look like he's going to be back for this weekend, and that is totally thrown uh, the formation uh, uh, out of out of whack. They've been going to uh, four two three ones and stuff like that. Four five ones. It's um it's it's really up in the air. It's going to be based on injuries, and uh, after that, I think. He's just going to have to figure out whether he liked uh, Baggio Sidic over Mika Varnin as the placeholder before Gerard gets here, because that's really what that is. Um, and that's about it. I think it's going to be interesting how he tries to uh, to get uh, Bradford Jameson minutes. I, I personally think Bradford Jameson affords the forward, and I think we saw that last weekend. And um, But unfortunately, people still think Jossie's good, which is a problem. So, <laughs> so I don't know. It's... Uh, Bruce will, Bruce will get a lineup when Bruce gets a lineup, but he can't really read his mind. Should uh, Stevie G just come team now? He's practically useless at this point for Liverpool. Well, he can't. It's the the window's not open, right? I know that. I'm just saying, can't we just move this along? I mean, come on. He's a, he's a Liverpool fan. He's trying to get rid of him now since it's not yeah. helping him. Yeah, it's kiboshing the rest of the season. What's left? There's not barely anything left of it at this point. I mean, it would be great to have him now. It'll be interesting to see how he fits into the team. Uh, but, you know, we have to abide by FIFA laws because yeah. apparently we're the only country that does. Yeah, I was going to say because the country or FIFA itself does not abide by its own laws. So, really, right. what, what's the big deal? Barcelona, are you buying underage players? Shame on you. Ban. Oh, you're appealing the ban and buying Neymar? That's okay. Yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> Win another title, whatever. Oh, Luis Suarez, uh, you bit a guy. Ten game ban. Oh, wait, you're moving to Barcelona? Never mind. We'll just make it four. Right. <laughs> you, you can you can play. Don't worry about it. It's it's all right. <laughs> um, going going into the season, what were your honest expectations for this team? Uh, I know probably most Galaxy fans expect. You know, maybe like a one-two seeding, uh, at least a shot of the title every year. Did that change at all going into this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. The, everything was up in the air because we um, were not sure where the production was going to come from, and uh, we're still we've seen production, uh, midfield production, go down, but not a whole lot back when we had Villarreal on the field. Villarreal was doing a lot, but he's been injured the last couple games, so. That was the biggest question was, you know, to filling Donovan. But I, I think honestly Galaxy fans are just so used to, um, to coming back regardless of how, how low we are in the tables that the, the when we were first started the season five games in and we'd only won, I believe, one game, people were saying, people were not freaking out. And that had me so angry because they were just saying, oh, we'll just slip in as, you know, the last playoff team. And to me, that's, that's asinine because, you know, seeding matters in the playoffs. You know, hosting the cup matters. Like, would we have beaten, you know, would we have won our cups if we weren't hosting those cups? I don't know. So, I don't know. And really, how many times so, do you really want to get off to a slow start? Exactly, exactly. It does catch up to you. It definitely does. But it's something that Bruce look, takes a long view of. Um, I remember went to practice before the uh, Seattle game. And... Um, Someone asked him, uh, what do you expect to see in the Seattle game? And he just said, a win. And then it's, they press him further. It's like, what, what, what about increase in form? And he's like, I'm sure at some, at some time, form will increase. Just totally casual, you know. It was just like, 
he really doesn't like he's not worried. He's so used to this. He's this is how he approaches MLS. He knows the rules. He works the system, and that's Bruce Arena. Sounds like a Bill Belichick answer right there. <laughs> yeah, the Bruce is he's a fun person to ask questions. He, intimidating at first, but he always gives you uh, fun answers. So there, there was actually one one player that the uh, Red Bulls and the LA Galaxy were pursuing in the offseason, and that would be Sasha Question. He was long rumored to be going to uh, LA. Uh, was it? Did the front office in LA screw up there, or how, how did the fans uh, view that transaction? Uh, well, the fans were never that big on it in the first place because everyone loved Sarvas and Question famously flipped off the Angel City Brigade at Chivas, so. <laughs> I was all for it because I thought it would be a great acquisition. Um, was it a front office group? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, it was a it was a gamble with, that you take with an MLS, and it was a gamble that uh, failed. I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting New York's front office to be competent. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, we've never dealt with that before. So, uh, and to me, that's that was the funniest thing about this whole why why did you fire Petkey? You know, preseason thing when I because I was looking at Red Bull, I'm like, man, they might actually actually have a front office and a coach and all they might actually have some stability here and then the fans immediately react against it and, <laughs> and they're just angry about it and they just they don't see well to me what the building blocks are being put in place for red bull to actually build something so yeah, that's just my rant about you guys that's just my <laughs> red bull rant <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh look at that name drop right there uh <laughs> I think we're going to stay away from that topic, though. That's a little bit of a hot-button issue, unfortunately. Um, oh, is it? Is it? No, you know what? I, no, you know what? Let's not stay away from it. I want to get into it just a little bit. Since right, Let's, fine, let's talk to an outside person, someone looking in on the scene. And you just said that uh, you viewed it as a team trying to get stability. I do, because to me, it's kind of unacceptable that you had honored for how many years and only won a supporter shield. It's, I mean, that's such a waste of talent. And I think it was because of so much turnover. And I never rated Petke highly in the first place. I, um, uh, I know a couple of Red Bull journalists who told me that, you know, Frazier was, uh, pulling the strings behind the scenes. And, you know, I, I think that that's probably, uh, I don't know how true it is, but I mean, he never struck me as, uh, as a fantastic manager, just like I don't, I honestly don't rate Ben Olsen that highly either. But nope, Jesse nope. Marsh, I know, is very tactically smart. And the Red Bulls' troubles last year were entirely tactical. They just had too many players forward. And once they sort of started getting, they were started fixing that formationally. It started, they started actually looking like a good team towards the end. So that's one side of it. And then from a front office standpoint, yes, you absolutely need a very strong front office that's stable and everyone has one mindset. And in LA, we know it's because we had the awful Beckham years where if you've read the Beckham experiment, there were like four different influences and everyone had a player that they wanted and no one knew what anyone was doing. And that's the reason why that team failed. And then the hiring of Bruce Arena was only one part of a very large-scale front office mix-up that actually added top-down stability that we've had and maintained and that given us the ability to grow what we've had to what we have now. And I think Red Bull has the opportunity to do that as long as, you know, they don't immediately fire people because they don't get results immediately. And luckily you guys are. 
I think Toronto is very famous for making this mistake over and over again. That I don't see how you can build long term if you're constantly building short term. They're constantly firing managers, and they're never good. And I think those two are connected. Don't worry, more where I came from from TFC. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. Sorry, we've interrupted Jay like four times already. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about the playoffs thing. You guys kept taking my thunder. Anyway, I'm going to go back to it, though. Um, so, un- I guess, unfortunately, there is, like, the sentiment around MLS. It's not just L.A. and New York. Is that, um, you know, regular season results don't matter as much because of the amount of teams that get in the playoffs. Um, now it's up to 12 teams, so we're talking over – I think it's, like, 60% or something, right? I don't remember. I – it's over 50% of the league basically gets into the playoffs every year. Um, and, you know, you were talking about how pos- positioning obviously matters in that, so you talked about hosting and stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, if one, because I've personally held that the playoffs should be abolished. I know it won't be because it's American uh, sport and all that stuff. <laughs> and here's, wait, hold on, hold on. Here's here's my reasoning because playoffs don't prove who the best team over the season is. They just prove who gets hot in the in that situation of a, a tournament. So, but my question is is, is if you could Russia, revamp Jay. the playoffs, if you could revamp the playoffs, how would you do it? I think the playoffs are. First of all, I would raise the. In an ideal world, I think you'd have a balanced schedule to a point where supporter shield was actually a meaningful trophy. Um. And hopefully that's something that the fans, other than the team that won it, respects. Because right now, the only team that actually respects the support shield is the team that wins it. Um, and, or, and or Don Garber when Seattle wins it, but go on. <laughs> that That's true. It's fun. Without fail, the winner of the support shield, someone on that team will say in the preseason the next year, you know, I honestly think the Supporters' Shield's the biggest trophy, bigger than the MLS Cup. And without fail, it happens. Beckerman did it. I forget who on Seattle did it. But it's just, it's it's a really bad luck. Even if it is, does have a little bit of truth to it. It's just, it's a bad luck. So, yes, you need equal footing for those trophies. But at the same time, playoffs are exciting. And this is, it's an entertainment. This is entertainment for us. And it's not like we have the support of the nation most soccer fans in this country don't even like MLS. So I, I think playoffs are fine. The playoffs are, are we actually get ratings higher than the regular season. And I think seeding does matter. I don't think the regular season's meaningless because, you know, when you look at how LA won, because people in LA always point to 2012 about how seeding doesn't matter. We don't host unless Houston Dynamo, they were the only team with a lower seed than us. And they very, very, very miraculously got to the final. We don't host if it weren't for that. And the Galaxy don't really do well on East on East Coast road trips. So do we win that in 2012? Do we win that cup? I don't know if we do. But people have very selective memories. So that's that's our proof that seeding doesn't matter. Well, seeding does matter. If it weren't for a couple of inches um, on that Juninho shot against Seattle, we would have seen that last year because Seattle definitely had an advantage in the second leg. Because they knew exactly what they needed to do, and they had a huge crowd behind them. But uh, boohoo, Seattle! That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sunday, uh, five o'clock Eastern, the Rebels uh, take on your LA, LA Galaxy. Uh, how do you see this uh, playing out for your LA uh, coming flying cross country for this match? Uh, both teams are interesting. Um, I don't know how uh, into stats you guys are, but uh, um or advanced analytics, but both of them have a expected goal differential in the negatives, where 
New York has a really high expected goals average, but they're also giving up more. So they're very offense-oriented. So L.A. Is just has super low numbers on each side. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't even tell you what lineup Bruce is going to put out there. Um, it's going to be a scrappy game from the Galaxy. They're not going to have a lot of skill players out there. You're going to see a lot of Ishizaki crosses, because that's basically the only form of chance creation in the midfield that we have. And and, and hopefully, if Alan Gordon's on the field, then he'll have a target. If not, then he'll just be wasting crosses. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Bradford Jameson plays. I think that kid has a spark that he can really add to the team, but I'm not sure he will play. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm always afraid of um, any time Bradford Wright Phillips steps on the field. He is... Uh, one of, if not the best striker in the league. And I think uh, last year when people said it was all Henry, I think that was kind of ridiculous. And um, I think uh, this year we're going to see that. So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. I don't expect a win from the Galaxy by any means. I think a tie will be a good result. Um, I just hope it's entertaining because uh, that's why they scheduled it on a Sunday. Well, I think we all remember what happened the last time L.A. came to New York, and that was the... Uh Taylor Twelman ranting and raving about how Tim Cahill's a goal scorer, nothing else. You know, one of those uh, corner flags got karate kicked. If I'm not mistaken, Cahill wasn't even the one to karate kick it, or at least no. the one to take it out anyway. But uh, Pat and I were there for that one. Were that was a, a yeah, we were. That was a fun weekend. Um, yeah, was... yeah, you weren't because I don't know. No, no, uh, I was there. Thank you very much. I was oh, yeah. there. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. Sir. I'm sorry. Pat and I Pat and I were not sitting in the supporter section at the time. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um so I, we have to ask this of every guest. Um what and I know you're not really sure about lineup and all that stuff, but uh give us a scoreline prediction uh for Sunday. Uh I hate scoreline predictions. <laughs> um let's see. Let's go with one one. That does sound exciting. <laughs> it does sound exciting, doesn't it? So, all right, we're going to close off our uh, our interview with our top three, which we haven't done in forever because we we don't get brand new guests uh, recently. So, Jake mentioned the Star Wars thing, but we talked about that off there. Uh, let's not talk Star Wars because we can go on with that for two, like five hours. And we don't get a lot of L.A. guys on the show that I can recall. Um, and maybe you can open up uh, – people might not know – your top three favorite L.A. rivalry games. Hmm. I don't actually root for a lot of L.A. teams, so I'm going to go with... Uh, definitely going to go with... Uh, I think Galaxy San Jose is, is a really nasty one. Um, uh, whenever we play Tijuana, it, that's really been a fun one. Um, and, um, sure, let's go with Dodgers... Uh, Dodgers Giants because you know people get beat up. <laughs> who gets who gets beat up more at games? Dodgers Giants games or Galaxy uh, Quake games? Hmm. You're going to have to ask 1906, and they will deny everything. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look at that. <laughs> Guess we got to get a Quakes guy on at some point. See what he says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, we should done that. We, well, we can't do that now this year because we already played. No, nope, nope. next year. So, <laughs> alright, um, before we go, uh, Sean, where can our listeners, uh, find you online? Uh, you can find me at, at Sean Stefan on Twitter, and, uh, you can follow me, uh, you can 
readmyreign at lagconfidential.com. Beautiful. All right, there you go. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have more Red Bull rant for you guys right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank uh, Sean for coming on the show. You can read his stuff at lagconfidential.com. Uh, so we have actually two games coming up uh, before the next show. Uh, the LA Galaxy will be hosting first on Sunday, April 26th, uh, 5 p.m. local start time. Game will be on ESPN2, and I believe it's actually on Sky Sports for those abroad. Um, I think I saw something about it in the ISC room. Uh, but... So yeah, if you guys are not going to be at Red Bull Arena like me, then you can watch on uh, ESPN2 and listen to Taylor Trollman's shit all over the Red Bulls again. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Guess we're not going to have him back uh, on the show. Please, sure if he will. actually listens to us. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, he has ways. He has ways of finding out. <laughs> you're going to tell him? You're, gonna, you're really going to ruin the chance to have him on the show again? Me? No, not at all. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's start with you, Pat, for our prediction. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? One nothing. That's it. Who, who's yeah, going to win? That's it. No, <laughs> uh, no. I, <laughs> I, uh, I do. I, I do think this is obviously the Red Bulls' biggest test in a while. I mean, the LA Galaxy. I think uh, you know, uh, Sean kind of alluded to it. Don't don't sleep on them. They will come around, and uh, it could be as soon as this weekend. Um, that being said, I, I think they're struggling enough and the rebels are hot enough that, uh, they're still going to catch them. They're going to get that one, nothing, uh, victory. Uh, I believe we mentioned it on the show earlier, uh, or, or one of our previous episodes that the rebels are the, the best team in the league the last couple of years at home. So it's a difficult place to play because it's LA. You're going to get a good crowd, uh, mostly pro, uh, rebel, obviously, um, so I, I yeah, I'm gonna go with the one nothing win. I, I think you know Ellie will be tough enough in the defense they're not gonna break through, but our defense has been pretty solid with Robles and uh everyone in the back. Uh I don't know if Miazga is playing this week. I think he's actually away with the U twenty team, so oh that... No, he, he he came he came back after um like he, he played I think it was on uh Tuesday or Wednesday and they came right back. He'll probably okay. start though. So he is back. Okay. Well, he's going to have to if Zubar's not healthy. Um, oh, I thought Zubar was was a possibility, but oh well. Yeah. yeah the last ever with Empire Soccer was that he is still a question mark. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go with the one nothing win, just like it was two years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be a good one. It doesn't really need to be said, but this is an absolutely huge game for this team because not just because it's L.A. And you're home and you're on national TV, blah, 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 blah. This is three games in seven days. And mm. you have two of these games at home. One is a midweek game. You, who knows what you're going to get out of a midweek game. So here you have this game. You have the week off. You have more than actually a week off. I think this is, this is such a huge win uh, to get the week off to a good start. You want to get at least four points out of these two games. I think this is the one where you can can't, you can't get the win. LA, like we we talked about several times, coming over from the West Coast, could be low scoring. Um, 
I, I guess I just say 2-1 again because it just I just keep making that prediction 400 times over again. And I don't want to go 2-0 because it's week, not going to happen way. three times. Oh, 3-1. All right, then let's – all right, I'm going to crank it back down to 2-1. Why not? Uh, I, Philippe Martin's going to score. I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens. It might take all season. It might take two years. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to keep saying he's going to score a goal because at some point I'll be right. That's, that's like it's, my – It's, it's going to happen. That's like my Juninho is going to score uh, prediction, and it never happened. Uh, he'll score. And I, I think BWP is going to score and do a funky one. dance. What's that? Which one? He scored. Sure he he said BWP is going to score. But I thought you said Juninho. I thought Juninho yeah. did score before he left. I'm talking about Red Bulls Juninho, the guy that was here for five I, seconds. I know. I thought he scored at least once before he left. Nope. I just double-checked. But he karate kicked the goalpost. So. He did. Or the corner after player, after getting an assist on a free kick. Against yep. LA. That might have been like I don't the care last what anybody says. Tim Cahill's team. goal scorer. Just not in MLS anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now he's in China, that commie lover. <laughs> Isn't he like the uh, most like democratic part of China or something like that? So, what, Hong like Kong? Think. No, I thought he was in Shanghai. Yeah, that's still commie China. Well, all China's commie China, but it's like the most like open part of it, isn't it? Commie, commie, traitor to oh, our no. country. But according to China... <laughs> I, I I just thought it was like the most. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. It, it's got a lot of. It's it used to be like the international city. I mean, come on, we've that, all that's... seen. We've all seen Empire of the Sun. Come on. <laughs> and Shanghai Surprise. Yeah. All right. And now uh, are we done with prediction. our NPR talk? <laughs> yes, we're done with our NPR talk. Okay. Um, my prediction. Uh, again, I'm going to go to nothing again. I'm feeling good about that. Um, I think, like we kind of said, the Rebels are on this hot streak. Um, LA is a possibility for being dangerous, but I feel like coming out uh, east with that whole time difference in and just the recent history not doing well out here. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was it uh, three weeks ago? Four weeks? It was uh, March 28th. They lost in DC 1 nothing, And if we could beat DC, then we could definitely beat LA. Right? That's, that's how math works, right? Love it. Yeah, it's pretty, so, that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, uh. Nobody, nobody ever gets fucked by parody. <laughs> so, 2 nothing for me, and if I'm right, taking top of the table predictions. Just Ooh. say. We love it. We love it. We love it. Alright, so, uh, the second game, uh, that, uh, Trim was willing to, uh, the Red Bulls will host the Colorado Rapids on Wednesday, April 29th, 7.30 p.m. local start time. On MSG, um, we are not going to make predictions for that one because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen past Sunday. So yeah, we learned our lessons. Well, we're, we're going to wait. So what we're going to do is tell you guys to go to onesometro.com. It's probably on Tuesday, as when I'll put this post up. Uh, we're going to have predictions from all of the Once Metro staff and the three of us for the Colorado game. And if you want, you can actually go to the Once Metro uh, page before every game. And uh, see what our staff predicts. Yeah, every whole, click Jay gets like a hundred bucks. Account. So keep clicking. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's actually like twenty five cents if I'm lucky. So, but still, <laughs> keep clicking. <Woo-hoo>. Click away. <laughs> Play those quarters in AC. Think, so I'm good. You you can actually. I don't have to go to AC. There's a there's a two uh, two casinos in Maryland now. At least ah. two. yeah, I don't have to leave the state to get yeah, uh, hey. to lose my money. 
I, I've been to out-of-state casinos. AC is still more fun. Yeah, I think the one by me, they... I haven't been there. It's been open since I moved down here. Um, when they first opened, they didn't offer free drinks. I was like, fuck that. Why am I going to the casino if I'm not getting comps <laughs> drinks? That's just not... Like, who the hell runs a casino That's like just that? silliness. Seriously, if I'm, if I'm going to come in and drop, a, like, $200, you're giving me some free drinks. That's... It's only right, so... And Atlantic City has Planet Rose, where I can sing, uh, I believe, in a thing called Love Poorly, while very drunk. I, I, I feel anything like we about need to make a road trip now. Mm-hmm. Red Bull Rant goes to AC. Red, Red Bull Rant After Dark, part two. Ah, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else you guys want to discuss before we get out of here? Yep. First of all, all right. happy birthday to one of our favorite guests on the show, Dan Furenstein. Happy birthday, buddy! Live it up. And and if you don't acknowledge acknowledge this birthday thing, that means we know you weren't listening. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna tweet it out. He's gonna have to listen. Yeah. And right, uh, so second thing. Oh, my second thing is I forgot to mention it last week that I I am I'm gonna do this every week, and that's my uh, terrible team of the week. And uh, last episode, it was. Uh, Dallas getting their asses whomped by Colorado for nothing because Colorado stunk. But this week, let's flip it over to TFC, who played Dallas. And Dallas scored a minute into the game and were up 3 nothing before uh, halftime. And then some crazy hurricane apparently came through Texas. I don't know if the Texas ladies uh, were involved in that, but... Uh, Probably were. Yeah, well, they, they might have been. They, they might have been caught up in that storm. If they were uh, at Red Bull Arena, I was hoping they'd, they'd spend the weekend in New York, so... Mm, true. Right? No, you know what? They didn't even go to New York. They stayed in New Jersey because that's where it's at. That's right. But yeah, <laughs> Either way, I hope they would have stayed in the metro area for the weekend. Yes, the metro area. Yeah. But TFC, I think they're going to be on the uh, the end of this terrible team of the week many times. And uh, I'm just being nice to one of our listeners, Rich, because we pile on Philadelphia so much. And they easily could have been a candidate being up one nothing at home and losing to New England. Uh, but no, TFC definitely are a terrible team of the week. TFC's going to turn it around once they start playing home games. Oh, right. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> they will. you every see. Year, every You'll year. You'll see. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep talking about TFC every year like they're going to be good. <laughs> Too many good players for them to be bad. Yeah, right. Just like last year. Mm. Sorry, Josie. Well, J- Jermaine Defoe stopped giving a shit halfway through the season. Mm. Josie will too when he realizes he's been in Canada for too long. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, speaking of Canada, uh, go Montreal, I guess. Oh, yeah. I guess we should talk about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think we're, we are on that list of people that is shocked that they came away with a draw and didn't lose 4 nothing. Yeah. You know? Now, so, uh, does the away goal count in the final? I think so. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't, I, are they doing away? They do away goals, right? And in, in that, I believe. Let's find oh, out. Matt Doyle, where I, are I, you, while, buddy? While you guys talk, while I talk, or while I'm looking it up, you guys talk about it. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to get a draw out of uh, Azteca is pretty good. And from what I hear, Montreal is going to be absolutely crazy at that. Oh game. yeah, it's going to be nuts. We're not going to understand a single song they sing, but. Uh, huh. It's it's okay. gonna be nuts. So a waggle is used if tied after normal time. Okay, if there you go. It go if if it goes to extra time, then it is not used. Right, but right. so so Which far they fair. have the advantage. Yeah, 
So you, you got to give it to them. And uh, they should be uh, – they probably should have had a better game because that was totally a red card. Um, CONCACAF, not that they have any ethics whatsoever, but they got to start suspending refs that don't make the obvious call because they're afraid of getting murdered. I mean, I guess murder is a thing to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's just like, hey, if you want the job, you got to risk the murder. That's the way I see it. <laughs> or or that give bullshit It's a little murdering. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I think, what, 60,000 uh, fans in uh, Olympic Stadium? Yep. Uh, according to – oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about last night's game. Yeah, I think, that, I think it's going to be pretty sold out, Olympic Stadium. Yeah. They had a uh, fifty six seven eighty three according to Wikipedia last night at Azteca. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I do want to say this whole MLS for Montreal thing. Fuck that. I, I I don't have to root for a team just because they're in the same league. Uh, so you root for Club don't. America? No, I don't fucking care about Club America either. I don't really but, care who wins. But I don't need to. Don't bullshit me and tell me I need to root for somebody just because they're in the same league as me. Fuck that. All I want is the Red Bulls to win. Nobody else. Okay, Jay. I hear you. I know where you're going on that one. I understand it. I, they are I, they're kind of trying to shove it down our throat for sure. Yeah, I mean, the whole the the, the MLS for Montreal hashtag the the tw- the new Twitter icon with the the Montreal logo, the Facebook icon with the Montreal logo. I understand that MLS wants the team to win because it makes the league look better. But I want it to be the Red Bulls. I don't really care about Club America or. Montreal or whoever else would have been in that goddamn final. If, if it was the Red Bulls, asked, that's who I want to win it. My team. That's all I care about is my team. Damn it. I mean, I I got to admit, I'm on the fence about it being a Canadian team that might be the first one that wins. <laughs> but, well, the first one that wins in a while. Yeah, uh, but I, than, uh, I I admit I'd probably be rooting for Mexico if it was like New York City FC, DC, or Philly. 100%. That's for sure. One hundred percent. That's for sure. It'd be it'd be amazing if New York City FC made it without even playing a game. But. Yeah, yeah, New York <laughs> City FC fans, how you liking uh, your shitty team? Yeah, they're great, aren't they? What a team! Yeah. What a field! Yeah, they're awesome. They are. Oh, I'm sorry, injuries, right? Injuries. Yeah, that's why I, I they for- stink. I forget which podcast. Yeah, I know. I love that. I love there. Were, there was a certain writer uh, for NYCFC who said, "Oh, well, it's just injuries, and a couple players are missing. That's why they're not playing well." Okay, sure, buddy. Sure. Oh, and apparently they're inventing a Wu-Tang chance that they didn't totally steal from us. Yeah. Boy, so those guys are so original, I gotta tell you. Give, give it up for the blue team. The blue original team. Original fans, quality field, quality players. What an organization. Oh, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess we'll welcome you with open arms when uh, the Yankee Stadium uh, kicks you out and you have to play at our, our stadium next year. And then, <gasps> you'll have to cross the Hudson River. Oh, no. By the way. Yeah, screw them. Any, any They're not of Rebel if, Arena. Any, uh, go, where I'm going on my NYCSC rant, even though it makes no fucking sense on this show right now. <laughs> we don't even play them for another month. But I swear to God, if that's... Uh, we played them, played them not that far away, by the way. Whatever. the weekend. Nah. Anyway. If I see that fucking supporter <laughs> section filled with NYCSA fans who are bitched and complained about how hard it's to get to Red Bull Arena, you're all cocks. That's all I can say about that. There, you know, there's gonna be somebody in there. That's there's gonna be at least a handful of people that are gonna be like that. So I mean, those people can all screw themselves. 
the best part was, and I think I mentioned this before, um, Hudson River Blue had a post uh, about a month or two ago about if they weren't if they had lost Yankee Stadium at the first year, where to go? And on a poll, two of the options were Red Bull Arena or MetLife Stadium, and those two were winning the vote. So, yeah, wait, wait, wait to be NYCFC fans. Five boroughs, one city, right? Winners. Uh, Don't worry, Fat right, Frank. Uh, Fat Frankie will uh, turn that team around in the, in the summer. Oh yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this up though, so we can get out of here. Uh, you can visit us at onceometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, help us with the show by uh, supporting us and uh, going to patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. Yes, I did say Red Bull Rant. We uh, actually... So what happened was, real quick, when I created the Patreon page, um, I fucked up a little bit when I first started, and I put Red Bull Rant as myself instead of the podcast. But finally, it got freed back up, and now we actually have Red Bull Rant for the podcast. So, patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can email us during the week, RedBullRant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant. On Twitter, at RedBullRant for the show. At Dr. Stooge for myself. At pmacd 2 for Pat. At the Truman for Truman. And at once underscore a underscore metro uh, for the website. You can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. And PSA time. Just remember, everybody... Uh, end of May, we will be turning off the current feeds. Uh, the feed has been submitted to iTunes and Stitcher for the new one. Uh, we're just waiting for approval on that, but once that goes through, we will uh, start putting it up on Twitter and on the uh, the pages on Once Metro, as you guys can see that. Alright, uh, anything else before we go? Uh, I'm just going to chant BLA 400 times, and let's get a big ol' win. Yeah. Just win, baby. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this is episode number 139 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out.